from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Sorry, we're, we're running a little late today because I got sidetracked by Jillio coming out of the gates hot in his feelings about officiating. It's fine. He's not alone in that, by the way. You know, I was out, I was on social media today. I see our friend Will Brinson, CBS Sports, on the Pick Six podcast, lamenting officiating. Y'all, we can lament officiating every Sunday. We can lament, for instance, NC State Wake Forest. You were at the NC State Wake Forest. Game. I was, and we're going to answer some Hey Joe questions here in about five minutes or so. We're running way late, so we'll just do it at three forty-five. Um. But I, I think actually talking about NC State Wake Forest and some ACC basketball here is actually a good way to transition this. So we we did the thing again on Saturday between the Wolfpack and the Demon Deacons where we were tracking free throw differential again, right? Like, log off, folks. I mean, if, if that's why you're watching a basketball game, I can't. I, I don't know what to tell you anymore. Maybe watching sports isn't for you anymore. I, I, I That might be a harsh conversation to have. But if that's why you're watching a sporting event, it might be time to pick up another hobby. But I saw it playing out. And as NC State was trying to claw their way back into that game against the Demon Deacons, you know what became abundantly clear? State fans, you don't want to go to the line because you can't make free throws. I forgot what their free throw uh, percentage was at some point in the second half before DJ Burns actually sank two to really seal the deal late. It was like two of 10 or two of 11. It was awful, awful, to the point where I was not shocked when they went to hack a DJ there late. Remember, there was a foul away from the basket to put DJ on the line. And I'm thinking, you know what? Good for Steve Forbes because he knows they can't make free throws right now. And he missed the front end, did he not? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he missed the the first one. Anyway, so, nah, State's win over Wake Forest wasn't about you obsessing over free throw differential. It was, holy crap, DJ Burns balled out, okay? It's not, oh, man, Wake Forest got to launch so much. It's, hey, look at this NC State team that everybody was wringing their hands over earlier in the year and, you know, can't have nice things. Actually having nice things. DJ Burns, not only did they take advantage of the fact that Wake Forest is a little soft on the inside and DJ Burns absolutely feasted on that, uh, that other guys stepped up when needed. Just wasn't about the DJ Burns twos. It was a timely Jarkel Joiner three. How big was that Casey Morcell three in the corner, by the way, which is where he always makes his well, threes? LJ Thomas and Casey Morcell, to Steve Forbes's point about doubling Burns, <laughs> was why he didn't want to double Burns. I, yeah. I thought that was a great uh, cat, and ma- cat, cat and mouse game. Mm-hmm. Saturday, Winston-Salem first half, Damari Monsanto. Really carried Wake. He did. Now, Terquavion Smith picks up his third foul in the first half. Mm-hmm. Steve Forbes is a smart coach. So what does he do? He has Hildreth basically try to exploit Smith. However, mm-hmm. Hildreth wasn't finishing the way that Monsanto was. And I thought that was the real problem for Wake is Monsanto, 15 points first half. He was the hot hand. But since Smith wasn't guarding him, Forbes rightly went away from him mm-hmm. to try to get Smith out of the game, but it turned out that the, the tables kind of flipped there because with Burns, I'm looking at Mike Marsh, and I'm going, this guy's huge. Yeah. 7'1", 250. But. And Burns was just 
bullying mm-hmm. him. Bullying. Sometimes him. you could be tall for nothing. I mean, I'm just saying he was bullying him. <laughs> wasn't until wasn't until the final two possessions, one of the hack of Burns possessions, when Forbes was like, I, "I'm I'm going to put Monsanto on him because he's strong enough and he's got a low enough base that he's at least not moving him with the yes. ease yes. that he was with Marsh." So yeah, the the officiating in the first half of that game was curious on Smith. Uh, his second foul was not a foul, but the third foul was like the definition of stupid. You have two fouls. There's seven minutes left in the half, mm-hmm. and you're reaching over six ten yeah, Andrew Carr. Yeah, man. And then, like, no, that's just straight up dumb. Yeah, you know, I, I think Wake is an incredibly well coached team, um, but they are they're not the most athletic team in the history of the world. Also, which you know, you look at State, they have they have some really athletic players, particularly when they don't score. I feel like Joiner and and Morcel get after you defensively, and I think that's made a big difference for them. The other thing about NC State, too, and again, trying to get away from immediately going to officiating conversations uh, out of this weekend, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to mash up two coachisms that we used to hear a lot all the time when they were here. All right, so when Sidney Lowe was the head coach at NC State, what, what would he say? Got to make, make shots. shots, right? Got to make shots. And what would Roy Williams say? Everything looks better when the ball goes in the basket. Okay, so I mean, my 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 feeble basketball brain might not be able to process this correctly, but it wasn't like NC State was taking bad shots in the first half. I mean, we're talking point blank shots that rimmed out. It was bad rim luck sometimes. I never really got the sense that NC State was taking poor shots. I never got the NC, the, the, the idea that NC State wasn't getting their opportunities. Yeah. Sometimes the ball just doesn't go in. Yeah, including Burns on the first half. Yeah, man, sometimes that that rim is like the NC State Fair rim. You're going, wait a minute, how am I supposed to get it in there, man? Like, everything's bouncing out. So, look, things eventually even out towards the end, and I think that's what ended up what happening with NC State. And I, NC State, honestly, with what's going on the rest of this weekend, I know it's Duke Carolina week, and we'll have plenty of time to talk about that as well, uh, even though I don't know what to make of this game coming up on Saturday. NC State has kind of ventured into the, all right, don't do anything stupid mode. Yeah. Okay. They got a couple of stupid games and coming they do. up, and that's fine. They got Florida State, 9 o'clock on Wednesday. I think the Georgia Tech game, 1 o'clock on Saturday, is the stupid game. They got a lot of stupid coming up, and that's fine. But please, pretty please, somehow on Wednesday and or Thursday in Greensboro, give us the big four. And I don't, I don't care in what combination. Oh. Because so far the games that I've seen between Duke and Wake and State and Carolina mm-hmm. have been very, very good. Would love to see that in Greensboro. All right, we'll t- take a quick update here, and we'll answer some Hey Joe questions next. It's the OG. Alongside Joe Giglio, I'm Joe Ovius. Dennis Cox is the producer of this program. And, yeah, it's time to answer some Hey Joe questions. So what do we got? From Robert, hey, Joe, which Super Bowl headline will be the one we get sick of first? Kelsey versus Kelsey, Reed Bowl, or Mahomes' ankle? Oh, Kelsey versus Kelsey's got big. Did you know Jerome Bettis is from Detroit Energy? Written all over it. The parents, look, quite frankly, I am fascinated. I hope they track them all down talk to them. They got the the double stitch jersey, you know, half uh, Travis, half Jason. Yeah. I'm here. I'm here for it. Because, like, it is, like, you know, you might go to a, even a college game or a high school game and be like, 
well, my, my, my sons, they're, or even a regular season Svechnikov or Stahl game, right? Mm-hmm. You'd be like, oh, well, they're brothers and they're playing against each other. Uh, no, this is the actual Super Bowl, okay? It's a little different. Well, just a smidge. Yeah, we have entered the, the two weeks of Super Bowl coverage that I enjoy. It's it's not, is it the Andy Reid Bowl? Because we'll get into the coaching tree stuff and, you know, kind of retconning his time in Philadelphia versus what he's done in, in, in Kansas City. I'm sure we'll hear from Donovan McNabb at some point and everything else. Fine, whatever. No, no, no. I'm here for the food takes that happen between now and the actual Super Bowl. Because you have oh, to have... definitely a mayor bet. Kansas City barbecue, Philly yeah. cheesesteaks. There's going to be some sort of Philly cheesesteak discourse. The last time the Eagles it were in the Super Bowl, it was what, 2017? So uh, I remember that the place doesn't exist anymore and it bothers me, but there's this place, there was a place called Patrick Janes and Carey off Kildare Farms. Uh, and Kevin, uh, the owner of the place, was a Philly guy. So it kind of became a de facto Eagles bar. And he brought all the stuff in from the area. Like, he had the Amorosa rolls and everything else. He had the sticky buns. Like, he had it ready to go. Uh, he couldn't call it the Old Bay Chickie and Pete's Fries, but he did his best imitation of the Chickies and Pete's Fries. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't think it doesn't exist anymore, which kind of bothers me. I miss that place. Uh, so now if you could stop talking about French fries, I would I would appreciate. That. I love French fries. If you could, it's if my you, weakness. Maybe not bring up pizza either. Then it's we'll, my weakness. We'll no, 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 no. Of all the foods, French fries no. are my weakness. And uh, yeah, man, chickies and Pete's by putting like it's like an Old Bay cheese sauce that they put with it. It's really good. It sounds, sounds delicious. delicious. Yeah, it's fantastic. And then of course with Kansas City, where are we going to get with Kansas City? Actual. Oh, I, I said it. Oh, <laughs> there it is. When I think of Kansas City, I do think of actual barbecue, there not North Carolina is. barbecue. There it is. There it is. There it is. I feel like we're going to have to talk to some barbecue experts between now and the Super Bowl to get the distinctions of the barbecue and why everybody well, gets what is sold up about Kansas City What barbecue. is sold in the store as barbecue sauce is, is what we think of most people not in the state of North Carolina I agree. or I even agree. South Carolina maybe yes. think of as barbecue. Yes. Yeah, here say. though we think of the actual chopped meat as barbecue. So that's going to come up, and people are going to get triggered about can no Kansas City barbecue isn't that great. It's this, and then there's there's rumors of a Kansas City style bagel. If I'm not, am I not mistaken by this? Did, did I get that's, that wrong? That's Cox. He's got a, that is, he's got the Benson hook. You got some like Benson Kansas City bagel guy? Uh, yeah, there's a guy I know uh, down at Benson. Steve's Bagels, he's a big Kansas City Chiefs fan. All right, we might, we might have to take a road trip out to uh, this bagel joint out in Benson. It's like, what, 45 minutes from here? Yeah, it's about that. Okay. All right, next up. Say it ain't so, Joe. Say it ain't so. All right, this one comes from Big Cat. Hey, Joe, what would NC State's net ranking be if they were 21-1, and all their wins were only by one point, but that lone loss was to Louisville at home <laughs> by 40? <laughs> That that would require us to know the metri- how me- how net works. Isn't that kind of the problem? It is the primary issue. Yes, Louisville though, just being an anchor on the league at three thirty. I didn't realize they were only two and nineteen on the season. Mm-hmm. That doesn't even seem possible. Like I was in, I was at NC State for the worst of the Les Robinson teams, and even they did not wallow in such numbers. Is this like a backdoor question about Clemson? By the way, my new favorite two things on the internet. Well, you're while you're upset about the officials, I I live for 
Clemson basketball fan. No, I am not upset about no, no, the no, officials. No, you're upset about how people are reacting. Okay, to sorry, gotcha, you're gotcha, right. Gotcha. You're not upset about the officials. I am enamored with Clemson and Wake Forest fans every single day being like, well, we beat Team X twice, and they're 85 spots ahead of us. I don't understand. Okay. And, and as I saw our friend Josh Graham this week, and he, Wake Forest, he loves to complain about the net. I go, well, just ignore the net. Just ignore it. Your number doesn't matter. It's what you do against the other teams anyway. So if Virginia Tech is ahead of Clemson and, and, and Clemson's beat them twice, guess what? That's great for Clemson. Mm-hmm. Stop whinging. It is peak whinge season right now. All right, next up. From Esk, hey, Joe, can you make a burner account and flame Bruin Twitter for us? (laughs) It was a bad bad afternoon for the Boston Bruins yesterday at PNC Arena. Uh, Right down to the Brad Marchand, I'm going to be a pest. I'm going to try to get at Sebastiano. I did enjoy how... Brad Marchand could could uh, could hit an official in the face and not get an extra amount of penalty time. But uh, what do I know? As uh, our guy Streezy joked, uh, maybe he was celebrating the call, and that's why the official who got popped in the face by Brad uh, was not uh, going to call him for anything additional. Look, the Carolina Hurricanes, the Boston Bruins provide some spiciness in the regular season. I appreciate that. Did it? Was it? Oh, it was spicy. Yesterday. Is it? Was it? Playoff like? Oh, absolutely was. All right. Thank you. I, you made, I, sh- hey. I made sure to alert Alec Campbell and Adam Gold hey. yesterday afternoon. Hey. Hey. Uh oh. Hey. I think we have the I think we have the P word happening here. You and I are on the same page when it comes to playoff like atmosphere. These teams these two teams clearly do not like each other. Well, no, now they have plenty of history in the They have history. Too. This is not too different from how it was in the turn of the century with the Carolina Hurricanes and the New Jersey Devils. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and I know that um, I know that Luke DeCock wrote about this a while back in the News and Observer about how things could we could see a rekindling of that 2002 to 2006 time frame uh, between the Carolina Hurricanes and the Devils this playoff go. But right now we're still kind of settling scores with the Boston Bruins, who were who you know look they've been one of the best teams in the NHL all season long. They had lost twice for the first time this season in a row going into this game and everybody everybody's attitude was well they're not losing today and the Carolina Hurricanes sunned them on Sunday afternoon at PNC Arena. I, I would like to take credit for Sebastian Ajo's recent surge because after the Max Pacioretty injury mm-hmm. and we were talking about well maybe the Canes need to make some trades maybe they need to move some parts around and I said you know what wouldn't be maybe it's not the worst idea in the world to maybe pair up some of these fins and, and ship them out. It was one of your worst uh, ideas. Well since then though <laughs> He has seven goals in four games. So I actually know yeah. why he's been doing that. Why? I know why. I know why. 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 The, 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 I know first, why the first goal is... yesterday was magic. Yeah. was pure magic. Now, I know I why mean, Sebastian has been turning it up. In fact, I might suggest something to our management. You want to get our best performances? You want to ramp things up? Imagine going home every day and you see a big version of yourself on the side of a building. Oh, the buildings, the the building posters. Yeah. So if you go through when North, you go through the if you go through yeah. North Hills, there's if you go on 440 by Six Forks, there is this gigantic Sebastian Ajo on the side of a building. I think there's a Svechnikov mm-hmm. in downtown Raleigh, right? But there's Ajo. Think about that. You're, you're coming home and you see yourself every day. 
I mean, I'd love that. Imagine if I left the show and there was a big old version of us on the side of the building that I drive past every day on my way home, Joe. Let's see how long it took him to get seven. He had seven goals in four games. Yeah. Before that, it was, you got to go back to, you got to go back to November 3rd. So, obviously, something has triggered <laughs> Fishy. Something. Something has. Maybe Na- it was him. By the way, Natchez, he's not an all-star. He's still not an all-star. It's ridiculous. He should have been an all-star based on Friday's there's performance. The other, there's the other motivation that's coming for the Carolina Friday, Hurricanes. Friday's game was bonkers. All right, next up. Yeah! From Todd, hey, Joe, between the Filipowski punch, the LeBron no-call, and the circus surrounding UNC's last two wins, is basketball officiating broken? No, you're broken. Okay. Next. Whoa. All right, last one's from Isaac. Hey, Joe, UNC Asheville is is winning the Big South with a higher Q1 win percentage than the Heels. Can we start a can we start a respect the Bulldogs movement? <laughs> no, 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 no. Isaac, you did that wrong. You did that wrong, Isaac. You should have asked, is UNC Asheville the best basketball program in the state? That's what you should have asked, okay? Because that's what we do in the state of North Carolina. We look at partial results and then wonder out loud, hey, could this team be the best one in the state? And then in no way, shape, or form have what you say come back to you several months later. Nah, 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 never happens. Never, never, never happens. Never happens. It's the OG. Alongside Joe Giglio, I'm Joe Obvious. If you missed anything from today's show, check it out on the Best of the OG podcast. Check us out on YouTube. I'm sure that Dennis has already put up me getting mad at Giglio on YouTube uh, about officiating. So go look up 99.9 The Fan Raleigh wherever uh, you on your app or website or whatever it is. This just in. Rob Zombie. Ready to rock the triangle August 29th. Rob Zombie is going to be coming to Coastal Credit Union Music Park at Walnut Creek. Tickets are on sale for Rob Zombie right now. And they're going to be coming to the triangle August 29th. So go check that out. Rob Zombie. I've seen Rob Zombie in concert. It's a hell of a show. It's Rob Zombie and Corn, Greensboro Coliseum. That was a scene, folks. It's a great show.